0: Merry Christmas again, Calvary family. I want to invite all of the kids that are elementary school age and younger um, to come up on stage and we're going to have a little kids devotional and I'm going to need about five parents, one stationed at each of the stairways and maybe about three here to make sure we don't have any jumpers this evening. Um <laughs> But kids, come on up and and just gather around me here. If you're elementary school age, come on up. Don't be shy. And we're going to have a little Christmas devotional together. Okay, well, we are so excited that you guys are here to worship the Lord at Christmas time because Christmas is when we celebrate Jesus' birthday, don't we? So, and I'm going to grab this microphone because a little bit later I'm going to ask you some questions. So, um, as I'm reading the scriptures, maybe be thinking about what those scriptures say. So, I'm going to read to you from the book of Isaiah. And chapter 9, I want you to listen to what the Bible says about what God has done for us. This is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And what I want you to think about is that word given. It says a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. You see on that very first Christmas God was giving us the best gift of all because He didn't give us something. He gave us someone. He gave us Jesus. Jesus who loves us. Jesus who was perfect. Jesus who loved us so much that he died on the cross in order to pay the penalty for our sins. Jesus who didn't stay dead but rose from the dead so that we could have everlasting life. That is the best gift of all, that God gave us Jesus. And I want you to think about something. So at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus' birthday. But let me ask you this. Um, when it's someone else's birthday, do you usually get presents? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, well, I want to be, be at your friend's birthday party then. <laughs> But usually, right, usually we get, we get presents on our birthday, but when it's someone else's birthday, we give presents, right? Yeah. But you know what? The reason that we give each other presents on Christmas is to remind each other of the most wonderful gift, the most wonderful present that was ever given, and that's when God the Father gave us his son as a gift. So let me ask you this. Because Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and he's in heaven right now, and the Bible says that someday he's going to come back again. But because he's in heaven, at his birthday on Christmas, how can we give him a gift, right? I mean, usually we give people gifts on their birthday. So does anyone have an idea of what we could give to Jesus on his birthday? Uh,
1: We can... um we can give him our love.
0: That is a wonderful answer. We can give him our love. Okay, go ahead, sweetie.
1: We could sing to him.
0: We could sing to him, right, in worship. Go ahead.
1: We can praise him.
0: Praise him. Wonderful. All right, on this side.
1: We can give him his trust.
0: Yes, we can give him our trust, our faith. Very good.
1: Talk to him.
0: We can talk to him, very good.
1: We can read about him.
0: And read about him in the Bible. Okay, sweetheart, let me get over to you. Here you go.
1: Pray to him.
0: We can pray to him. Okay, what did you want to say?
1: We can love him.
0: We can love him. Very good, you guys. Those were all such wonderful answers. The best gift that we can give to Jesus is ourselves, right? Our love, our trust, and our praises, and our worship. I I am so glad and trust me, parents, these kids i, I didn 't prompt them beforehand. no plants are in the crowd. Are those incredible answers, or what? so well done, you guys so very good Well, I want to pray for you, and then you guys can go back and sit back down with your moms and dads so let's let 's fold our hands and close our eyes and and uh, give to Jesus our praise, Lord. I want to thank you uh, because you did give us the most wonderful gift ever given, the gift of yourself. Lord, you came to this world. This world, Lord, is full of hard things and, and um, even sad things and scary things and, and hard things at times. But Lord, you loved us so much, you came to our world and you lived among us. Lord, you experienced the sufferings of this world and then, Lord, you died for us so that we could have everlasting life. Lord, through your resurrection from the dead, we can have life that never ends, eternal life with you. That is the best gift ever given. And Lord, you've said that to receive this gift, we need to simply believe in you, to trust in you, and give you our, our love and our hearts. Lord, I thank you for these dear children. Lord, their answers to how, what gift we can give to you we uh, were uh, so am- amazingly biblical. And Lord, out of the mouth of children, you, um, you declare your praises. And so we give thanks for these young ones. Lord, bless them. Give them a wonderful Christmas. Fill their hearts with your love and the joy and wonder of Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Everyone, turn around, wave to your parents, and show them how cute you are, right? Let's stand up. And okay, I'll duck because I'm not cute. But you guys wave. Alrighty, okay, you guys can head back to your parents now. Thank you so much, you were so, so very good. Let's give the kids another round of applause as they go. Well, the kids are our treasure and um, I try as as often as I can, especially as, uh, as I encounter Uh, moms with uh, younger babies, I always remind them we want the children here. And uh, you know sometimes children sing and they sing beautifully up here this evening. Sometimes they sing from the auditorium and that's fine too. Um, Even if it's more of a crying type of a singing, it's the song of worship to the Lord and uh, they are precious to him and they're precious to us and so uh, moms and dads know uh, that your your babies and your children are welcome in here and those around you uh will um will not be bothered by the sound of a child being a child um, because we know how important it is for them uh, to learn to worship and to hear about the lord so we're grateful for the children of our church well i want to invite you to open to luke chapter one as we have our devotional this evening and um I'm going to kind of go through uh, the, the account of the Lord's birth, but as we do so, I want to try to draw your attention to some things that we can learn from the example of Mary, the mother of the Lord. As Protestants, we don't venerate or worship Mary. We believe that the Scripture directs all worship and all veneration, all glory, honor, and praise to Christ alone. But we do consider Mary to be a wonderful example of godliness that believers should emulate. As the Apostle Paul said regarding himself in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, he said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And The apostles and the the godly people of Scripture are examples that we can follow. And so I want to spend some time kind of gleaning from Mary's example in the Christmas account from the Gospel of Luke. And I just want to briefly point out 10 things that we can learn from Mary's example. So 10 things from Mary's example that we should emulate. The first is I want to encourage you to emulate Mary's spiritual curiosity, her spiritual curiosity. Like Mary, when we are perplexed, we should keep on pondering and asking respectful questions of God until we understand what it is that He is revealing to us. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 34, and we're going to see Mary's spiritual curiosity and her persistent pondering. It says in Luke 1.26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering, and this is a kind of ongoing Type of verb tense. She kept on pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? So twice in this brief section, we see Mary being perplexed, but she has a very good and I think precious in the sight of God's spiritual curiosity. She kept on pondering and she asked a respectful question to help her understand what the angel was communicating to her from the Lord. Secondly, we should emulate Mary's submission to the will of God. Like Mary, we should accept God's answer to our questions and humbly submit ourselves to his will for us. See, Mary didn't just ask the question, she then believed the answer and received it humbly. Look at verse 35. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She Asked a respectful question, and then when the Lord, through the angel, gave her the answer to her question, she humbly received that answer and submitted herself to the will of God. Third lesson we can learn from her is we should emulate Mary's proactive seeking of godly fellowship. Like Mary, when we face heavy Responsibilities. we should hurry to be in the presence of those who we know walk closely with God. Look at verses 39 and 40. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. The first thing she does is get up in a hurry and go to the house of this godly couple whom she knew walked with God and whom the angel had revealed to her were part of this glorious story. And of course, these were the parents of John the Baptist who would prepare the way for Christ. We should, like Mary, proactively seek fellowship with those who walk closely with God. Fourth, we should emulate Mary's confident faith, her confident faith Like Mary, we should believe that there will be a fulfillment of all that has been spoken by the Lord. Look at verses 41 through 45. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. Um, I will pause once again to note it wasn't a clump of cells that leaped in her womb, but a person who leaped in her womb for joy at the sound of the voice of the mother of the Lord, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. We should emulate Mary's confident faith. Like Mary, we should believe that there will be a fulfillment of all that has been spoken by the Lord. When the Lord speaks, we need, like Mary, to believe that it will be fulfilled. Fifth, emulate Mary's joyful worship. Emulate her joyful worship. Like Mary, our souls should exalt the Lord and our spirits should rejoice in God our Savior. Look at the words of Mary in verses 46 and 47. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. She responds with, Worship, Joyful worship. She exalts the Lord and her spirit rejoices. May we follow that example of joyful worship this Christmas. Sixth, we should emulate Mary's humility, her humility. Like Mary, we should acknowledge our humble state that we are bond slaves of God and we are those who are in need of his great mercy. Look at verses 48 through 50. Mary says, For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. She humbly acknowledged her humble state, that she was a bondslave of the Lord, that she was someone who needs God's mercy. Seventh, we should emulate Mary's heart for the needy, her heart for the needy. Like Mary, we should praise God for his loving care for the poor and the oppressed. Look at verses 51 through 53. She says, he has done mighty deeds with his, ar- with his arm. <clears throat> he has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. In her Magnificat, Mary Expresses her heart for the needy and her praise to God for his loving care for the oppressed and for the hurting, for the poor and for the needy. James will write in just a couple decades later that the religion which God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world we should emulate Mary's heart for the needy eighth we should emulate Mary's theological depth her theological depth this is a teenager this is a young woman but listen to what she says and you know unlike you know you know preachers who spend hours upon hours of preparation we can see that this was a spontaneous expression of what she had in her heart at this moment where she is there with Elizabeth. Listen to the theological depth that she already had at this moment. She says in, find it here, verse 54, thank you. In verse 54, she says, He, that is God, has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary recognized that what was happening was the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant given back in Genesis chapter 12. This was a young woman who understood the theology of the Old Testament. She understood that when God had promised Abraham to make him a great nation and to give him a promised land and, and a seed, and from that seed would come a blessing which would extend to the whole world, she understood that the coming of the Savior was the grand fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant. We should emulate Mary's theological depth. She understood the implications of the Abrahamic covenant and we should join her in having that depth of knowledge. Ninth, we should emulate Mary's resourcefulness, her resourcefulness. Like Mary, we should do the best we can with whatever we have. Look at chapter two, verses one through seven. It says, now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now, Uh, I'm gonna add something and really inconvenient if you're a pregnant woman in her ninth month. (laughs) Verse three, and everyone was on his way to register for the census each to his own city. So here she is in her ninth month and a foreign occupying power demands that she make a brutal journey to register. and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Emulate Mary's resourcefulness. Like her, we should do the best we can with whatever we have. Uh, This may be a season of abundance for some of you. This may be a very lean year for some of you. Do the best with whatever the Lord has provided for you as Mary did that very first Christmas. Emulate her resourcefulness. Tenth, and finally, emulate Mary's worship of Christ. Emulate her worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verses eight through 20. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night, You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. By the way, it was not common to find babies in cattle troughs. Um, This was not a common occurrence. In fact, this is the way the shepherds were to know that this was the right baby because unlike all the other babies who were laying in their beds, the beds that their mothers had prepared for them, I'm certain as Mary had prepared a bed for Christ in their home before this occupying power ordered them to go on this journey and she was forced to make do with what was at hand. This was such an uncommon occurrence that the Lord could tell shepherds, find the baby that's lying in a manger and you'll know it's the Savior. Verse 13, suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Now it was uncommon for babies to be found lying in a feeding trough for cattle. Even less common for the host of heaven, the angelic host to sing sing about the glories of what was happening in that manger. Verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that happened which the Lord has made known to us. I love that they believed before they saw. Notice their wording again. They say to each other, let us go straight to Bethlehem then And see this thing that has happened. They believed the word proclaimed to them before they saw it. And so they ran to Bethlehem because they wanted to see what they knew had already happened. Let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them emulate Mary's worship of Christ. Like Mary, we should treasure all these things and ponder them in our hearts. Whatever it is that you treasure, you ponder. You know, it's amazing, right? You, you know, men, you know this, if it's ever time to purchase a vehicle, you ponder vehicles, don't you? Right? When it's time to purchase a house or rent a a house or an apartment. You look at the choices and you ponder them because these are important things. Whatever you treasure in your heart you will ponder and you will ponder continually. Mary sets a wonderful example for us by treasuring the good news about Christ by pondering all of those things in her heart. Well, those are just some lessons that I think we can learn from Mary's example as we think about that first Christmas. She treasured the good news which was declared. And that good news is that God so loved the world that he gave a gift. He sent his only son. And Jesus Christ, the one who was born in Bethlehem, lived a perfect life a righteous life, a holy life, he fulfilled all the law of God, the law of God which you have broken, the law of God which I have broken, the righteousness which we don't have, he had, the holiness which we don't have, he had. And he who was the innocent and spotless one, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, as the book of Hebrews calls him, laid down his life, as a sacrifice for sin, to pay the price for your sin, for mine, for the sins of the whole world. And now the gospel call goes forth that whoever will repent and believe the good news, and by the way, that's exactly the message that Jesus preached. He went through all the towns and cities preaching one message, repent and believe the good news for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Have you repented and believed The gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ. If you have not, I can't think of a more wonderful time to give your heart and your whole life and your trust and your love and your praise to the Lord. Out of the mouth of children, the proper response at Christmas time was declared to all of us to love Him, to trust Him, to pray to Him, to praise Him. The gift we give to Christ on Christmas is the gift of our hearts and our lives. May that gift be given to him and may he be glorified in it. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we're reminded by Mary's example that these are things we should treasure and ponder in our hearts. Lord, may we not get distracted by commercialization or Lord, even by, uh, Lord, the wonderful benefits and joys of being with family, Lord, in the midst of our family celebrations and of uh, the joys and traditions and all of those things which we so enjoy at Christmas time, may we not forget the reason that we're celebrating and that is the greatest gift ever given which was the gift of you, our Lord and Savior. Lord, may we respond by giving you the gift of faith, the gift of our love, the gift of our hearts and our lives, our love and our worship. Lord, may we give ourselves to you for we truly do belong to you. Be glorified this Christmas, we pray, and give you praise, our Lord and Savior, amen. Well, it is time to light a candle symbolizing the joy of the Lord and of the light of the gospel that that we desire to spread uh, from person to person so that all may know. So I want to invite uh, the, the deacons to come and we're going to light the candles as, we, as Ryan and the, and the team lead us in Silent Night. Yes.
1: 6, for God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let's blow out our candles together. Amen. Well, it's been a delight to worship with you this evening. May his light continue to shine in and through you as we go into our week. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas. Good night.